0: hey guys welcome back this is this insecure life and you're listening to kathleen i woke up way later than i normally do um i shouldn't say that i woke up way normally than i have been lately and it's weird but i slept really well and it is kind of raining outside and i have a full day ahead of me so let's just knock this out of the park Um, I hope you guys are all doing well and have had a good last week or so. Um, It is the first episode to drop in the month, which means that I get to talk about me. (laughs) Um, So feel free to skip if you just wanted to hear my voice and check in. I adore you. I love you. You're killing it. And let's keep rocking on. Um, If you want to do a quick catch-up, go for it and keep listening, I guess. Um, I feel, like, pretty decent right now, um, but I want to say this. The funny thing is, every time I have those moments of, like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, things are going pretty good, like all right, I can go with this. Usually there's like a pretty big drop after. And I don't know if that's just the universe balancing it out or if that's me self-sabotaging. So food for thought. I mean, last week I definitely was feeling pretty good. I thought last week's episode was kind of a great topic to work on. And then I woke up on Saturday morning and just felt like absolute garbage for three days. So sometimes there are things that trigger it, and sometimes there aren't for me, and working out how to navigate that, I think, is going to be my next adventure. Um, I I just, I feel very lucky right now to have so many awesome people in my life, um, and I need to be better at using those people in, in the sense of, checking in and not isolating and letting them be there for me versus, you know, using them, um, fuck, words are hilarious, right, they, they totally mean so many things, um, but talking things out when people have the mental space to help you and be a sounding board is immeasurable, um, Especially if they've gone through things that are really similar to you. I had a friend this week that we were talking through specific aspects of this sort of self-sabotage that I tend to fall into. And she put into words something that I had never been able to articulate. And it's not always necessary. But sometimes I think it can be really helpful when you are able to define what's going on when you are able to label something when you are able to categorize because as humans we see these patterns we work with them but if we can't actually move them from one place to another I think that's when we get stuck that's when I get stuck and it just was one of the most enlightening conversations I have had and she was riffing off things that have been going on with her and she's been working through so it's all to say you're not alone right even in my sinking into um lowness sinking into the depression sinking into the hopelessness helplessness um self self dejection essentially I'm not alone in that, I still have people checking in on me, I still had people rooting for me. Even if they didn't necessarily know what else to do or how else they could help, having that knowledge is really powerful. And if you feel like there isn't someone there for you, I want you to really take stock of who's in your life and who you can get rid of. And I don't say that in a negative or awful manner. I just mean that sometimes there are people in our lives that come into our lives and they're not really meant to stay. And we keep them around because of how we feel about them or those initial feelings of excitement and happiness. And there's moments, or maybe they've been in your life for a really long time, so there's some nostalgia attached to it. But they were never really supposed to stay forever. And. It can have such a negative impact on us to have people who we don't vibe with, we don't jive with. Doesn't mean they're not bad, or they're, doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that they're not the people for us. And there's no harm in saying that. Um, in fact, it's beneficial for everyone if we really learn to separate which isn't an easy thing to do, right? It's not an easy thing to do to separate how we feel about someone from what is best from us all the time, or a lot of the time. <sighs> I still struggle with it. Um, especially when it comes to people who, again, we've been told through society that we're always supposed to be there for us. we are always supposed to you know, have our backs, which means we can never walk away. But the truth is that If someone in your life, and this is something that I'm saying, um, because I still need to learn it, so if there's someone in your life who doesn't really want to be there, or while they're there, they hurt you, the only reason they really want you around is because you make them feel better, because they have an outlet, a punching bag, a scapegoat. You deserve better. You deserve people who want to see you rise, even if that means maybe they're waiting to rise for a little bit. You want people in your life who are going to help you find your full potential, that are going to let you shine, and know that that doesn't dull their shine. You're just getting brighter together. Take it all in stride. It's what I'm really trying to do. January felt like a really long month. Um, but the funny thing is, I've, I've done readings on this like time thing. So when you're little, right, everything feels like a really long time. Everything feels like a really long time. And then as you get older, it doesn't feel as long because you've lived as long. So the longer we live, the shorter time actually feels just based on the concept that we've been a longer um so it's a perception thing right perception means so much and um january just felt like it was off it was off to the races and um i need to be okay with the fact that there were things i said that i wanted to happen by the end of january that are out of my control right I told everyone I was going to have a job by January 31st and I don't I mean I don't have full-time employment um, and that sucks and that is what I was projecting last weekend um, and that's what I've been struggling to fight against but I can only do so much right I can only recheck my resume write the cover letters do the research on the companies put my best foot forward until I find that match. And, and it's the same as with any relationship. It's the same as with anything. It needs to vibe with me. It needs to vibe with them. And then we can move forward. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just the best thing. Um, but it's still a hard realization and coming out of these ideas that society puts on us. Um, about productivity about usefulness and efficiency that is a really hard unlearning and it's something that I don't think I realized I put ahead of what I actually needed and I was doing it not only in employment situations right like I get fiercely loyal for companies i work for and i've had companies that i've worked for that have been extraordinarily abusive to me that have literally torn me down and like took strips off me not because i wasn't doing a good job but just because the people in the roles either didn't know what they were doing or or feeling insecure themselves and that's not cool (laughs) just frankly it's not cool to do that in in a job and it's not cool to do that in a relationship Um, my worth and your worth isn't based on how much money we can make for a company or how much money we can make for a person or how much money we can make our worth is based on this inherent value that you are human and you have these rights And you deserve to be treated well. Full stop. Like, full stop. There's nothing else. You don't need to prescribe to beautiful people, thin people, white people, rich people. None of those people have more value than anyone else. None of them. And that includes me. I don't have more value than anyone else. We're all the same value. And it's a hard, it's a hard thing to recognize when you've grown up and become accustomed to a capitalist society that places higher value on certain people. It's a wild ride. It is a wild ride, this unlearning. And the truth is, I'm never gonna get to a place where I'm not unlearning. At least I hope I don't. I hope... When I'm 98 years old, I'm still unlearning things because I'll have picked up other habits. I'll have picked up new learnings. I'll have settled into thoughts that aren't helpful at that stage of the game. And if I'm still alive and the world hasn't, you know, become too hot, (laughs) exploded, still able to support human life, then I hope I am still learning at 98. I hope I am still working through things and growing and adapting. And I think, I think maybe this growth mentality feeds into it as well. This constant need to grow. Um, and I believe people can grow and change, but I actually think the word adapt is resonating with me more and more. Humans and animals are extraordinarily adaptable. And I'm rusty on my Darwin's um, theory of evolution at this point. And I'm not quite sure how applicable it is in a lot of ways um, scientifically anymore. I (laughs) pieced out of the science world pretty early. But what I do remember is that it was the animals the creatures the living organisms that were able to adapt to changing conditions that thrived and the rest would be left behind so this is an adapt and thrive situation this isn't a settle and survive you were allowed to adapt and thrive i am allowed to adapt and thrive and however that Looks for you, for your partner, for your best friend, for your parents, for your children, is going to be different. And that is okay because we all have different situations we need to adapt and thrive in. We're not all coming from the exact same place, we're not all going to the exact same place. And that is so beautiful. I am hoping that the next month goes pretty solid. Um, there's a lot of good things happening to people in my life, and that literally makes me so happy. Um, and that energy is growing, and I'm just going to feel it around me and feel it come into me and... Um, continue to adopt and thrive. That is the ultimate goal for me at this point in time. And um, I think it's a pretty exciting one. (laughs) I know you're supposed to make smart goals. um, But this one just seems to be on my on my path on my radar. It's funny when I like can feel myself (laughs) slipping into weird like spiritually woohoo-y talk. Um, (laughs) But it is is wild. Um, I have some big events and big projects happening with one of the organizations that I work for, and it's really exciting. Like, really exciting and energizing. So, it's all coming together. It's just... I have to not rush what I want to rush. Um, patience is not my strength. And um, maybe one day it will be. Maybe one day I will be really patient. Um, Bobbin, the little kitty queen that I live with, is one of the most patient critters, animals. um <laughs> let's just be real that I have ever met she has a lot in her past that I don't know about she never wakes me to get fed she doesn't bug me at dinner time she will literally sit beside me maybe put a paw on me if she wants to sit on me and I'm not sitting in a place that she can but she's not aggressive about it it's so soft it's so sweet inherently makes me want to help her, but she waits for when I can. And it's just this really beautiful thing. Um, I've been head over heels with her lately. (laughs) This is like, God, I love her so much. And she's so damn stunning and she is so precious. And I hope that you have someone or something that makes you just feel super calm and super happy whenever you look at them because it is a really magical experience at least it is for me but also I could be weird so there we go (laughs) but I think I'm gonna wrap it up I mean there's a lot that I could work on and it's mostly the fact that it can be really jarring to feel really solid and 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 secure and happy and peaceful. And two minutes later, that all just disappears. And you rationally know that nothing has changed in that two minutes, or nothing has changed since you went to bed, right? I didn't put on 80 pounds. I didn't um, get in an accident where something happened to my physicality. I didn't. But the weird drop or the weird dread that can just build in us and it's just wild my brain is definitely adapted into such a hyper anxious mode a hyper aware mode that when there's calm and when there's peace it gets really scared and I think that's what the switch is and so it is definitely a changing the narrative thing. It's definitely looking at my patterns. And so maybe if it helps, look at your patterns. I've talked about this, patterns and triggers. And it's that, but it's a little more more nuanced, right? Because sometimes there are no triggers. And sometimes it just happens that we get fearful of peace and calm, um, And it's funny where it pops up because it's definitely popped up in places that I never would have thought it would be. It's like when I was sleeping in the summer and cuddling and totally fine and then I freaked out and slept on the floor, right? Like that was an indicator of something else. You were really comfortable and you just made it weird. You just freaked out and there was... Nothing to freak out about. You were really safe. You were sinking into sleep and your brain jumped up and went nuts. Like there's these weird things that we do that show up, I think, in different ways than we're looking for. And it's only in retrospect that we can sometimes find the patterns, or it's only in talking it out with a trusted loved one, friend therapist that we can start to notice that maybe it's in the calm maybe it's in those moments of peace that we're not used to that we don't think we should be allowed that is just I don't know I think it's I think it comes back to my fear of The calm before the storm, right? Like everything gets really calm usually before a big storm or a tornado or a hurricane or tsunami, right? There's just calmness and then it fights back. And so my brain automatically, automatically slash immediately goes into fight or flight mode because it's anticipating something negative. But it's not negative to feel happy and secure and safe. And I deserve it and you deserve it. Even if things aren't 100% right, in quotation marks, right in our lives, it's still okay to be okay. It's still okay to not be okay. But it's really okay to be okay. It's really okay to feel good. You're allowed to. I'm allowed to. We're allowed to enjoy things in life. We're allowed to enjoy food and drink and friends and family and good TV and bad TV and podcasts and sex and... I don't know. Whatever that it is that gives you joy that doesn't hurt someone else. Whatever it is that gives you pleasure... It doesn't hurt someone else it's all good you're all good take care of you find those things that light you up and run with it i'm still working on it i i feel like i go through stages with my passions and sometimes they are more prominent than others um i I'm good with that. I don't necessarily think we need to have one passion our whole life, and, and that's all there is. I think it's fun to pull passions from different areas, bring them together, mesh them. Maybe some of it falls apart and some of it sticks. I think that is the beauty of life is all the creation and the creativity and the excitement it is that we can we can physically create. We can create. So much we can make it what we want it to be, and now I'm just rambling at you because that is tradition <laughs> here. Um, big announcement I mean, not really, but I'm hoping to change when I drop my episodes. Um, so to keep up to date on that best thing to do is to subscribe it'll automatically tell you when there's a recent episode you're good to go um but i'm looking to drop the next one next wednesday instead of friday so if you want to peace out peace out (laughs) thanks for listening to my update about me next week is a treat i promise like promise, promise. (laughs) If you're going to peace out, peace out. If you want to take a breath with me, take a breath with me. (sighs) Bye guys.